Chuck, and I am here with my much more handsome co-host. Hey, Matt Kalish here. The difference there of the energy. Anyway, uh, episode three, props and drops. We're really excited. I think we're, I think this is gonna be a good episode. I think so too. Lots going on. There is lots going on in the props and the drops world. Uh, we're recording here in Boston, mm-hmm. right at DraftKings uh, HQ. Uh, the NBA Finals just finished. We've got the Sports Card National coming up. We're going to be touching on all that and more. Thank you so much for joining us for episode three. Kalish, where do you want to uh, take us? we got to start with the NBA Finals, you know. Let's do it. First, so everyone knows, we're probably the only one announcing this. The Olympics, you know, starting up today. Opening ceremony, I believe, as mm-hmm. we film here. Mm-hmm. So I know no one's talking about that in the news. <laughs> just want to make sure everybody knows the Olympics. You should really yeah, tune in. Yeah, if you're just curious where I stand in the Olympics, go to episode two of uh, Props yeah. and Drops. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of social con- comments on that. Thank you, everybody, for that. Like, Keep it coming, actually. Please hit us up on... Uh, on Twitter, both yeah. Kalish and I are very active. So yeah, NBA Finals, you know, Suns lost four in a row. Tough end to the season, the dreams, you know. Of CP3. CP3 have seemingly vanished of, for now. Of uh, Booker as the next Kobe. I, you know, yeah, it's what the hell? my first two things that come to mind. One, I'm sitting on an ungodly amount of Giannis rookie cards, and I'm extremely excited, because they've exploded. Two, this is how fucking PTSD Knicks fan I am. All I've been thinking about is how the Knicks lost four in a row to the Bulls in 93. And like, I just have this crazy kinship towards the Suns fans. Cause I remember after the Knicks had won the first two games, I was like, this is it. We're gonna finally beat Jordan. And it was devastating. I literally, there's nothing more devastating than winning the first two games of a series and losing four in a row. I really, because yeah. the other version doesn't happen. Three, winning the first three and losing four in a row. Yeah, you they see had, hockey, it, had you it, see it under control and then they kind of broke Under control, serve. everybody was shitting on yeah. the Bucks. Like people were asking, Suns and yeah. four, right? Like there was a like good conversation Would they sweep the Bucks. Yeah. And then you blink and it's all over in the other direction. Yeah. If Suns were minus 200 favorites going in. I was, you know, Bucks are a good team, and I know DraftKings like makes the number, so it's weird to say. But I'm looking at the minus two hundred. Like people are sleeping on the Bucks a little there bit. There was too they much. Won. There was too much momentum with the Suns. Like, no, I think there's West bias. Yeah. You know, it's been like decades of West domination. I think there's West bias. I think the the thing that hurt the odds probably was the Hawks made the crazy run. <clears throat> so like the Bucks beating the Hawks in the conference finals, it felt like even with the Leonard situation, that the Suns Western Conference final win was more emphatic and more impressive. The Bucks like were a little bit in trouble in that Hawks series. So it made sense to me, I think, from an odd standpoint. You know, now we're already talking after it happened. But it, yeah, it felt like it was all Suns. Like it felt the momentum was clearly with the Suns and 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 then here we are and Milwaukee's got its first title since I think seventy one or whatever it is. Yeah. Giannis is looking like you know, bright Dude, future. 50, ahead. Bro, fifty? Fifty? Yeah. yeah. In a clincher? Yeah. Like like and he's what, twenty six? Yeah. And he's the nicest guy. He's like truly a nice human being, very charismatic. He's got the whole like brother crew thing going. He's twenty six. Yeah. Like that, like that's my biggest problem. We got the na- again. We'll bring this up later. But the Nationals next week. Uh, by the way, I'll just go right into it because I, I actually don't want Herm speaking in this episode. So I'm gonna <laughs> take away the only thing he was gonna say. We'll be live at the National next week, and like, yeah. 
you know, again, I have like hundreds of Giannis rookie cards that I paid $180 for three years ago and like that was my opening thing that I told the world in social to buy. And I haven't sold any except the 10 I gave away on in the beginning at 180. So I have them all. They're at like 24, they're at like 2,500. They were 14, they got all the way to 4,000 at the height of cards way back in like January, December. And then they then the card market took a major hit with the rise of NFTs and other things. And now the market's going back up. Like, I don't think I'm gonna sell any. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna sell any because I'm like, he's 26. Like, what if they actually add another superstar? Because you know how like, the rich get richer. Now, mm. another free agent may wanna come to Milwaukee and grab a quick one, right? Yeah. Like, why, why don't they repeat? I mean, the Nets will get healthy and all that, but like, who, you know, now you gotta say to yourself, okay, yeah, now knowing Kevin, Dar- Kevin Garnett rookies, like, I think, you know, knowing how underpriced Barkley and Ewing rookies are because they never got one, you know, compared to their careers and culture and, you know, rings matter in the NBA the most out of every sport. Quarter, that's not true, the NFL quarterbacks. But anyway, you know, why doesn't he get three? And he's 26. He could pick up a late one as being a number two. You know, it, it, it's that was huge for him because Booker's much younger. Well, not much, but yeah. like four or five. So big win for him. Yeah. He has the mental fortitude, I think, to really, like, he can shoot 20% from three or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but he is not a good shooter. three-point shooter. No, he's a fucking so athletic freak. So he can freak. airball a yeah. three, next possession, he'll just dunk on somebody. Doesn't he's, give he's a shit. Great, doesn't think about it. Great he, temperament. Yeah. I agree. He's like... He's like famous, but not over famous. Yeah. He's got like family like values. Like, yeah, he's, to your point, he's not getting distracted for the next seven years, 10 years, which means like, you know, and the way athletes now are at 36, you could, and he's like a LeBron type where his like athleticism and body, he's putting on muscle yeah. more. Like he's not get the, getting distracted for the next 10. And can he get three more? Yeah. That's that's why I'm not selling. Yeah. I was two years early on him. Two years ago in the playoffs, I went heavy bucks. They had this elite point differential. It was like average margin of victory of like 12. It was, you'd never see it. Next best team was like five. And so unloaded on the bucks, and then the Raptors took him out and won the, won the title. <sighs> two years late. But, you know, good for the bucks. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Uh, you just said something. The Raptors and Bucks have won two of the last three championships. It's kind of kind of cool. Like you know, you wouldn't call either one of those teams a super team. And in the era of like everybody trying to load up and do super teams, it's kind of good for the NBA. I think it's healthy for the NBA yeah. that Toronto and Milwaukee have won two of the last three titles. And you've got Leonard and Giannis there, so you have good famous top players there. And it and it really kind of like inspires fans in cities like you believe in Phoenix now has its juice like yeah so it's good yeah I like it I like that it's yeah. not just you know load up three superstars and make a run at it yeah up here in Boston it almost you know we've won so many championships not to in general you know, bring up the thing that luckily in the know, basketball everyone context, knows yeah but like in the but, basketball context probably the weakest yeah. of the bunch right yeah it's title Celtic, here. yeah so it, it, you don't even really feel why I don't respect Boston sports fans under 40 yeah they've won too much they're soft they're like rich kids they mm. actually aren't respectful like 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 not respectful not that they're not respectful like like 
I used to love Boston. Like as much as I hated Boston as a New York fan, my respect for Boston fans was through the roof. I'm like, that Bill Buckner shit, the Pat suck dick. Like it was all like yeah. garbage, right? The Celtics were the core thing and the Bruins yeah. would sneak in here and there. But but now it's like, like when I meet like a 29 year old that tries to talk shit, I'm like, you're spoiled. You're not even a real sports fan. You're like, you don't even understand sports. You've won too yeah. much. You're just like, gen- like, you're like a third generation rich as fuck kid. You get no respect. Yeah. I mean, I was born here. I lived in Boston area my whole life and it sucked until I was 20. I mean, until yeah, early 2000s, how old it kind of sucked. How old are you? I'm 39. Yeah, you actually are the, per- you really got it good because you actually yeah. lost enough as a kid to get respect from the rest of the world. But then when you were like old enough to go to shit, yeah. Like not just watching at home, it went fucking ham. Yeah, I was hearing about Larry Bird. I didn't really like feel the Larry Bird. Correct. Just winning titles. And then, yeah, until I was in college, the Patriots won with Brady and then the fucking Red Sox, you know, 2003. Everyone cared a lot in 03. And then 04 when they won, everybody think, cared a can lot. Can I ask you a question? Do you think Boston fans, like some Boston fans, are sad that the Red Sox have won. It's like so much less interesting. Yeah. You see that, and then the Cubs won a few years later. But like, right, like that was like the best part. Like Boston Red Sox and Cubs, that was fun. Yeah. And now it's like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I remember sitting, I was at the game seven Cubs uh, Cleveland, and I was like, this sucks. Now, like, the Cubs won. I mean, that just sucks. Because now you don't have this story anymore. Like, who hasn't won in 100 years? Right, no. and now, like, like the teams that haven't won the longest, they're, like, not even interesting. Yeah, I'm, like, happy for the Cubs fans, but... No, Pum, my like, best friend I in the like world, Brandon Warnicky, big shout-out. Like, it's like, I was so happy you can't imagine. When the fucking Bartman thing <laughs> happened, I was dead. I thought that was their year. Like, genuinely, the only time yeah. I felt anything close to, like, the way I felt about my own teams. But, um... Yeah, so anyway, that NBA Finals, I think next year's gonna be a ton of fun. A lot of young stars in the league. Guys that, one of the one of my targets at the Nationals is gonna be Zion. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how good Zion is because yeah. the first two seasons haven't gone that, like, you know, it's like COVID and all this. Zion's first two years have been historic. Yeah. And like, t- like his card prices are a little low because there's other shine on other people. So he'll be one of my, so I, I'm excited to see year three Zion. As a Knicks fan, we've gotten some glimmers, so I'm curious what they'll do in the offseason, pick up something to build on top of. It'd be nice to make back-to-back playoffs for the first time in a trillion years. Uh, I'm excited to see how the, you know, for you to see how the Celtics reboot. It'll be interesting to see what they do. A um, lot of good young stars. Trey Young emerged. You got Luka. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the NBA. Yeah, we'll have to get the futures for next season yeah. up on the next episode. All right. But yeah, that makes sense. I like targeting some of these young guys. Uh, under the radar guys at the national while we're shopping. Where are we NFL. going next? NFL, my favorite subject. Yeah, number one the, favorite subject. Speaking of Boston teams, I don't even recognize the Patriots. Really, I mean that team is very feeling. different. I actually have a bad feeling this year. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, Belichick, who obviously I hate more than life, has to be. I can't even <clears throat> imagine how motivated Bill Belichick is. You're talking about yeah. easily arguably the greatest coach in NFL history, who now has the beginning of a narrative that could undermine that. For Tom Brady to go to the Bucks and win a fucking Super Bowl, and for them to not make the playoffs, now starts an incredibly amazing thing for me as a Jets fan, 
because at least one of them, Brady, it's like so over the moon now. Like he's, and now that he's in Tampa, it's crossed the chasm. It's like Jordan. I don't even like really think about it anymore. Now I'm, all I'm holding on to is if Brady wins another one and Belichick never wins another one, Belichick's in a shitty spot because he didn't win in Cleveland. All this stuff happens with Brady and you gotta figure he's got four to five years post Brady in New England and if he doesn't win one and Brady wins two, well then now you can start spinning it that Belichick's the most overrated coach in NFL history. You yeah, can. Just riding the, the he, Brady Bill train. Belichick has to be the most motivated coach in the NFL. I actually believe that to be true because I don't think he'd be great without being competitive. So Belichick is great. For now though, this is why yeah. it's so fun. Like it could get really fucking weird for him. 35 to 1 Patriots. You can get Bucks are 6 to 1. Casey's the favorite 5 to 1. You know what breaks That's 35 to 1. You, can you know get what breaks price. my You know what breaks my heart? That's probably a good bet. <laughs> it is a good bet. I think it's a like back to like how we talked yeah. about McGregor. like by the way, a ton of people made money. A lot of people went with uh, <clears throat> uh, the Dustin knockout in round 1 that I threw out there. Mm-hmm. I got DM like crazy, like screenshots. People made fucking money. Yeah. So Kind you of, gotta follow some of these bets, just in case, you know, you're just gonna have the FOMO. But if, did you, you know. see me tweeting out my fucking pool? By the way, everybody who joined the pool, th- by the way, this pool you guys set up, it's really fun. It's free money. Free money. Yeah. Like, I'm get, like again, like the two people that won for the uh, the last one, just DM me like, I can't believe I just won $1,000. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and the guy who won was like, and I loved watching the game. Back to my thesis that it makes everything better. Anyway. This is ridiculous, but like, I gotta look at the the other odds because yeah. thirty five to one is actually a great bet. Yeah, I'll give you the quick bull case, and then we'll go Jets, who are one hundred fifty to one, and have do no not chance. bet that the Jets are not winning the Super Bowl. Just this year. don't bet the Jets. But no. like, okay, Patriots bull case. But they, I will say something. I'll give you a preview. I may bet heavy, and I mean heavy, on Jets over six. There's seventeen games this year. I think our defense alone puts us in the mix. So anyway, keep going. We got to see these bet slips. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm de- I mean, we got. I can do it on your fucking site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. I think slips paper. Like I don't mm. fuck paper. Got Maybe. you from the national DK Sportsbook in Illinois. Go ahead. It's bombs away. So, bull case. It's gonna be boomer bust, I think, because they changed. We're so talking much. pats. Pats. Okay. They changed a lot of shit. So. Back to the core formula, though. Two tight ends, Hunter Henry coming in, Johnny Smith. It reminds me of, like, the Gronk with Aaron Hernandez when, like, nobody was doing that, and then they brought these two guys in, and it was all, like, offense running through everything, the tight ends. Everything I have is trying to not go down there and Hernandez. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can to not steamroll this combo. Keep going. It's the pattern recognition, quick, though. You're quick, like, keep going. Belichick with the tight ends running And the, the defense is fully back. Guys. The defense is fully back. Yeah. They have these... Uh, four running backs that nobody's clearly breaking. You know, he's got uh, like a, a committee sort of backfield where nobody, no ego, nobody kind of standing out there. Got Gunner who's taking, I think, Edelman type role, you know, out of the slot and brought in some wideouts. And Cam's a good quarterback. Defense also looks kind of familiar. Like the offense, all new, but the defense is you know a lot of familiar like returns on the team. So I'm like, if the offense can kind of 
hit its stride and click. I think there's a bull case there. It could also be like they win five games and What's don't their, make the playoffs. No, they're not going to win five games. <laughs> Over, yeah, look, they're nine yeah. and a half. Like, yeah, look, I, here's what I would say on the Pats if we're talking Pats football. And I, I unfortunately know too much about Pats football. A couple things. One, one of the hardest things for me right now is Cam being the quarterback of the Pats because I really like that dude. Like, I actually like him, the human. I actually think he's very underrated both like from a fashion and culture standpoint, I think he's incredibly motivating. I think the press has always been unfair to him. Like I'm a big Cam guy. And so like like with Brady, I got to hate him from the beginning and there was never a shot. This is weird for me that like I'm like, ugh, I like this guy, this sucks. So I hate the whole situation. But But taking my emotions out of it, it's all the familiar stuff, but like Cam's gotta play. Like I watched a lot of Patriots last year because we played them twice. I care about the AFC East. Cam was the problem in a lot of games last year. Mm-hmm. And like, why is Cam gonna be better this year? <clears throat> Can anybody like, where's the answer to that? Yeah. Like I don't see the rationale. I think Cam throws the ball in a different way than he used to. Yeah. When he was playing well last season, he was really, you know, he was winning games. Let he me, had some bad games. He also yeah. got COVID and missed That's games. By the way, that's fair. I forgot about that variable. That's yeah. right. And they were doing well before he got that. So, look, look. I mean, at the, the 35-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl on the Patriots, like, taking my emotions out of it is kind of a good f- flyer. I, I believe that. Yeah. There's too much beta, like, too much I'm not potential sure my, I'm not sure my body outlier. can handle that. I think I might yeah. be just done with football. If I'd the like Pats to see that bet. The Pats win. Gary um, betting on I'm that. definitely not doing that. Okay. What I will bet on, though, as I see it here, is the Jets over six. We will win more than six games. Cool. I believe that. Here's why. I think we finally have a head coach. Like, I, I'm so bullish on Salah, you can't even imagine. Like, he's just, it's so, so ridiculously obvious to me that he's going to be great. I think the Jets' defense is going to be dramatically better than people think. Uh, because I don't think people realize that Quinn and Williams is going to be one of the best players in football this year. If you last year in a three three down lineman, they're going to four this year. He was unguardable after the fourth game of the season, literally unguardable. Now they bring in Jenkins from the Saints, who's a real player too. Load him up like the Jets' defensive line is going to matter. C.J. Mosley's back. He was out last year, similar to the Pats defenders. That really helps our linebacker situation. They bring in Davis from the Lions, who's a former number one pick playing in position, has a lot to do. Carl Lawson is a real outside linebacker, right? And so all of a sudden, the secondary is still the question mark of that situation, in my opinion, besides Marcus May, who's a really big time safety. And then, and then your receiving court is like completely different. You've got Corey Davis who's a real wide receiver. The kid Cole out of Jacksonville, I think is a real, Elijah Moore, their second round pick, is a fucking guy. I'm just telling you right now, like go buy his rookie cards at the National. He's a guy, their second round pick last year when he was on the field, because he was hurt in the beginning of the year, had crazy yak, like they, and so, and then it's just culture. Like I believe things stem from the top and I think the head coach is gonna bring optimism. If the Jets win their first game at Carolina against Sam Darnold, I think it's a runaway bet. Like, I just, you know, that's what happens when you have that kind of young new head coach. If they win that first game, which is a fucking bananas game for the Jets. The Jets' Super Bowl this year is week one. You've got this, all of us are tentative on Zach Wilson because we're all so gun shy of what happened with Sam. It didn't work out, we're devastated. The kid's gonna play. We really have no fucking idea what's gonna happen with him. 
If you go into Carolina on the road, which is a good football team, and I think Sam's gonna be good there, I really do, he's got weapons, I think it's gonna work out for them. But if you win that game, I think they moonwalk to over six, because it's just gonna shotgun them into believing, and then that finds a way to go. So that's how I see the Jets season playing out. Yeah, I'm gonna say this, because I know someone's gonna do it if we don't say this. When you look at the team totals, and you look at it, you say, these look like high totals, there's 17, 17, games. Don't, 17 games. Don't forget. Because when you look at it and you say, you know, Baltimore winning 11, that's 11 and 5, that's tough. No, it's 11 and 6. So 17 games, don't get that twisted Whoa, up. Whoa, I got one. Hey guys, uh, sorry, this is all in post-edit. Sorry to interrupt the show, but it's me, Gary, if you haven't noticed. Uh, what you're about to listen to is us getting into the NFL uh, over-unders, and I go crazy on the Colts, uh, but it was a misprint. On the paper, it said four and a half. I'm glad, I'm actually proud of myself for finding that. Anyway, the actual number's nine and a half, so yeah, there's that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm sure all of us would have been pumped at four and a half. Anyway, take it away. The Colts are over four and a half. They're a good football team. Like, I don't think Carson, like, I guess people are so off Carson Wentz. So, four and a half? Some of our big sports betting markets, you know, Michigan with the Lions, four and a half. Colts, four and a half. I think we're going to see people pounding the over. Oh, I think I can. Sounds like a parlay's in the mix here. Yeah. Yeah, I would go Colts, Jets. You and enjoy spin myself. Up a promotion, just pound the over for now. Frame that one. Yeah, frame that up for me, would you? Uh, I'd love to. Wow. What about this one? Packers not on the board. The Sam Rogers news has. Yep. What are you guys scared over here at DK? You guys can't make a decision. Like, is that what you do? Like, you don't have the data, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need the. Actually, news let's do this. Let's guess. Herm, you're involved. Finally, you'll All go right. first. Is Aaron Rodgers a Packer this season? No. Kalish? Hosted Jeopardy. So not a Packer. You don't think think he plays football this year? Yeah, no, he'll play. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see him be the host of Jeopardy. He will be, but like golf. Is Aaron Rodgers we're just I'll do it too. Is Aaron Rodgers a Packer this season? Uh no, I think it's a little too damaged. Yeah, I'm going no too. Three no's. Wow. I wanted him on the Giants. By the way, do you know this fun fact? Bart Starr, Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what the number is. I think it's 12 or 14 or 13 or 16. What it, all three of them have played the same amount of seasons for the Packers. So if Aaron doesn't play this year, wow. all three of their quarterbacks that are basically the franchise played the same amount of seasons, which is fucking wild. Yeah. They got to get their stuff together. What are you talking about? They've had yeah. the greatest fuck Packer fans. They've had fucking Favre to Rogers. They've had fucking 30 fucking year, 20, 30 fucking year of Nirvana. I can't keep a quarterback for five. I haven't had a quarterback thing. for five straight years of my we life. Fuck. We have one year. We won up here in Boston, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fucking, are you kidding me? Fuck Packer fans. Yeah. You get, they, you show me a franchise that has 30 years of those two fuckers back to back. I'm not crying. Let the Packers suck shit for 30 years they've had before I good, feel get their good. shit together. Okay, they've had the I'm, best shit together. Why I'm sitting here just smiling at you is earlier, like when it started, you sneezed. Yeah. And you held it in. Like you yeah. did the held, hold in yeah, sneeze. Yeah. And I literally wrote down, <laughs> held back the sneeze. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, I think that says a lot about someone. Perseverance. I'm like real thrown by that. Yeah, people All are right. scared of it. They think it leads right, to something. Go ahead. One go more ahead. before we move go on. Ahead. Go ahead. 
Trevor Lawrence, rookie it's of the funny, year. I was going to say, why is he rookie of the year? Plus Zach Wilson. 300. Zach oh. Wilson plus 1,000, but oh. he has the most handled 28% backing Zach. What do you think, Trevor versus Zach? Oh, I'm betting Zach. You know, this is funny. I've is that been, like the homerism? A hundred thousand percent. Oh, no. I think Trevor Lawrence is the most guaranteed prospect since Andrew Luck. I don't think there's any debate to that. And I think the only other prospect that in my lifetime was Peyton Manning. It's the only time it felt like that. And guess what? It always worked out. Luck was weird. Didn't win a Super Bowl. Obviously retired early. But like, wow, was he like a really good player? And so and didn't have like an offensive line. <laughs> like like a really good player. Like by the way, if Andrew Luck ended up in a different situation, it could have gotten real weird. Yeah. That dude could have won four. So anyway, um, no, I think Trevor Lawrence is guaranteed. Now, I don't know if he's going to be rookie of the year because you know how that works, right? He can get hurt. Quarterback's weird. You know, you can get some, one of these running backs or receivers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit Zach just because it's fun to root for. Love it. All right, let's move it along. Next week we're at the National, so we can talk about the cards, yep. physical Fine. trading cards at the, okay. we'll at the that. National. That'd be we'll more that. appropriate. No worries. Probably still be buying NFTs there, too. <laughs> yes, we will. It's too easy. You can buy them from anywhere. I don't know if you knew this, but you can get on the internet from anywhere. Heard about well, it. Well, I have a question so. on the National. Before before this launches, I mean, is there anything you guys are looking at? What are you looking at? Like, is, um, is I don't want to give away my strategies. I already gave away Zion. I don't want to give so away too give it away too much. at the National? And then nobody will hear it. Yeah, after. because it'll be too late. Like, I'm going, like. Give people, a little taste of something. I gave you fucking Zion. Okay. I'm going to buy Zion. Fine, I'll give you something. I'm going to buy Zion. I'm going to buy Durant because I think he's cold, people forget. Um, I really like those two. I love basketball. People are fatigued with basketball cards because basketball's been going on fucking for 24 hours a day for the last two years, right? Because of the way that season's worked out. So I think, you know, LeBron pissed me off because it was starting to get low, his rookie cards. Uh, and I thought it was gonna keep going and I was gonna fucking clean house at the National, but then the market got smart and it's recorrected. So. I'm off that. I'm going Zion and Durant at the National. What about cards as an investment? It's tricky because, you know, three years ago, I've been on this three-year, like, kind of, like, I never used to talk about, like, investing in stocks or anything like that. I didn't talk about that shit. And then I got very hot on cards and I got very hot on FTs. So for the last three years, this has been a lot of what I've been talking about. They're so up from when I talked three years ago. Like, Giannis, I paid 180 They're 2900 LeBron, I paid 1000 they're 18,000. Like Durant top $60 I paid for. Like the numbers are staggering, but they're so down from January, but they're starting to climb back up. But Jordan just went off the board at 800,000, but it was a top 5% sticker from PWCC. I, yeah. I have been, here's my macro thing. I'm gonna say it again, cause I wanna document it everywhere in episode three, props and drops will be another place. I believe, I look at us three and our age group. I look at the people underneath us. I look at other people in the space, the Alexis Ohanans, others. Us, 30 years ago, and many of the listeners in their 40s, late 30s, early 50s, 30 years ago, are buying stock, right? Mm -hmm. We're investing in real estate, right? If we wanna get a little funky, we're doing art. If we have high net worth and we're kinda doing like art, right? You're calling it a day. We're living through a culture change at the 35 to 55 year old range where it's a lot, I know them because I'm in it smack in the middle 
and we're more cash. Look at me, I'm a 45-year-old, very successful businessman. Nobody I knew when I was 18 dressed like this. I'm still trying to act 18 because we all are. It's younger culture. It's just the way it is now. People are healthier, they live longer. Like our grandparents at 45 were finished. Old bags, done, finished, old pops, like finished, like dressed like fucking ridiculous, done. Everyone's so much younger now. What does that mean? That means what we invest in is younger now. So what's happening is you have, what, no, whether it's NFTs or sports cards, comic books or video games, two other things that I think are gonna start popping heavy. I just think that I'd rather own a Mike Tyson's punch out in its original box graded highly than buying a fucking painting at Sotheby's from the 1800s. And I think that will play out. And you've got the Robinhood crowd, the Reddit crowd, the NFT crowd. Alternative investments are here to stay. They may go into different things. I can tell you right now, 98% of NFT projects are gonna go to zero. So you gotta be, cards, you gotta, like I've been saying it forever, like a lot of things would drop and they did, but not LeBron, not Jordan, not you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, not Oscar Robert, like not, Classic shit, not crypto punks. You know, we'll talk about. You know, we, Kayla and I are so nerdy about this. We can speculate on Lady Fame, on Deadheads, right? On on ducks. We can speculate, but we know we're fucking straight speculating for the fun and the learning. What we don't think we're speculating on is crypto punks. We think even after the cold winter of NFTs, let's say in six months, most shit goes to zero and everybody gets scared because they got fucked. Like what happened with Top Shot and things like that. Like. Punks are gonna be there. I'm gonna buy punks during the winter because the nine years are gonna be there. That's at least what we think. And I think that's because alternative investments are here, period, in the macro. It's not just real estate and the stock market for this new generation of a cooler, more contemporary, more fun with your money person. All right, I got one more thing. Matt, so we're going to National next week. We're reporting the episode there. You bring 100 grand. Would you rather? And then let's also do another version because, like, you know, like, Kayla and I have earned and worked hard for Okay, take that. out the 100 No, no, keep it because I think a lot of people listening, listen, I'm getting a DMs from people. Big shout out to the Props and Drops community. Just so you know, Kayla Sherman and I are strategizing a lot about getting you guys to get, like, this is a thing. Like, just so you know, this is only episode three. Like, like a lot of you have hit me up. I've obviously been way more public than Kayla. She's been head down building a monster company with his partners. People, like, this is fun for me. Like I want to keep doing this, yeah. and I want this community to grow. So anyway, I want to do both. Let's do the hundred because there's a lot of people yeah. in this community that are going to bring fifty to hundred. But so I also want to do a thousand. Without the money, let's just talk about. Let's talk about you're going national. Would you spend money on? Say it's a hundred grand. Would you spend money on two crypto punks or X rookie cards or yeah. five? I think five to LeBron's. Gary's point, what people now in culture are figuring out, which. Seems like a big leap, but it's not, if you really think about it. Like, people are figuring out that digital assets are worth being a giant percent of your portfolio. Some people go, like, 100% of their portfolio. That's a lot. But, you know, I think the big idea Big shout having, out to FaZe Banks. Yeah, banks. <laughs> no, but banks, banks has 200% in But banks, ha- banks is one of the smartest from yeah. that young generation. We'll get into them later. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. People are figuring out that digital assets should be a big chunk, whether that's crypto or whether that's NFTs. And if you think about it, like, why is a physical 
card made out of cardboard. It's 20 cents of cardboard and ink versus a digital asset. It's, it's the, the IP. Thing. It's the art. It's, it's the, the value. Shit. It's not the 20 cents of, of ink. I, same with a painting. You buy the Mona Lisa is on $4 of canvas and $2 of paint. It's the IP, the art, is what people are investing in, and they're figuring out that there's really no difference. In Other than convenience. Yeah. It's the same thing we figured out about credit cards in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, this is the same. Guys, go read every article about credit cards in the 70s and 80s. People shit on it. I'm never gonna do that. Especially like the fucking old school people from Italy and Russia, and they're like, no, cash forever. Like, convenience will be the reason. Yeah. And then there's a lot of the, you know, there's too many 10,000... NFT drop, you know, avatar projects. Do you realize Topps printed 20 million of every single card in like the 1992, 93, you know, baseball set or whatever? You know, they're printing millions and millions and millions and it's set after set. There's Donruss, Optic, fucking Panini, every, all these different releases, millions and millions are being printed with this framework of like the artificial scarcity. I would say there's not that much. I I would say the difference there is a subtle one. Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards, even though they were printed to the moon, are gone up in this resurgence because it's Ken Griffey Jr. So supply and demand has the demand side. I think the biggest problem with all these new avatar projects is many of them will not figure out how to create demand. Yes. Right? Fully, fully agree. You know, like... like the same as the yeah. cards, though. I mean... Correct. Tops 1992 didn't, didn't carry value. What carried value was scarce, you or, know, or people coveted. that went on back to, like, you know, so, listen, this is my number one. I believe that I will spend the next 40 years of my life making V friends matter minimally as much as Transformers. Minimally. So then what I, what, why, why do I say that? Because if everybody right now, please do this, go to eBay, look up Transform, type this in, Transformers G1 MIB. All spa- Transformers space G1 space MIB. That stands for Transformers Generation 1 Mint in Box. Then their search results come. Then go filter it to completed items sold. And then sort by highest cost. Let me give you the preview. You're gonna see a toy that was available in 1985 at Toys R Us worth tens of thousands of dollars. Transformers, which hasn't been relevant for five to six years. It's been a while since Megan Fox blew all our minds off, right? Like it's like like the movie, like like it's it. There hasn't been a Transformers movie that is so dominant. It's a you know it got rebooted with the Megan Fox movie and all the right like Michael Bay like but like Transformers in 2021 right this second not hot, but it's Transformers. Yeah, it meant something in '85. It meant something in '98 or 2000. Whenever the fuck that all went down. And it will forever mean something. And so that's gonna happen with some of these NFT projects and that's why it's gonna be worth something. Yes. The, you know, the one physical project I went ham, I have probably one of the best collections in the world. Maybe the best is Flesh and Blood. I have in my, you know, my vault just stacks of these cards, you know, and it's hard to, um, it's hard Flip to them. miss the point of like I have to deal with this stack of collectibles and I can just load my NFT on my you know computer in two seconds, send it to people, sell something, buy something instantaneously. You know, there's something that I think people are also figuring out of 
I want to have some balance here because the digital, you can transact so easily, so rapidly. You can find it anywhere you go. It's a little onerous. I mean, we'll see it at the national, but it's a little onerous. You're lugging your case of all your slabs, your un, you know, your sealed shit. You're like, here's all my. I can go to my you know. open sea right now, and I'm funny. Like, I really don't sell shit. Like, it, what I love about you, when I saw you like flip some stuff, I was like, oh, he's more like AJ, which literally meant my brother, by the way. If you're listening, I'm like, oh, he's smart because AJ's good at like taking some off the. T- I'm like the worst. I'm like Titanic. Like, I get pumped on something. I'm like, you may have to buy it now, button, I'm no all, sell button. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, but but it's not lost <laughs> on me that I can go to my open sea right now. I was very right about cards, and I'm making some investments in NFTs, and I don't know if Fame Lady or Deadheads or these things go or don't go, but I can tell you that when you open your OpenSea and you sort by has offers, and you see margin that you've already made, and you know that you press one button and it's done. Unlike, take a photo, (laughs) list it on eBay, somebody buys it, you get in your PayPal, you have to take it to fucking mailbox, et cetera, or a UPS store. Like, that's fucking friction, boy. Yeah. It's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. So I, you know, similar to you, advocate for balance. I think have, yes. have both. You don't, you don't have to pick one. Being all in on one type of asset no, I mean, never really makes that much I sense. I even have cash on hand. Yeah. And everybody says don't. Like don't a lot of my friends, cash. you know, I have cash. Yeah, I, I have my yeah. businesses, like... I also think anybody doing high risk investing, and I would call cards, NFTs, high risk, you should play with something you can afford to lose. If all my cards and all my NFTs went to zero, I can feed my family and go on to the next day. What scares me right now is people gold rush. And I can see it in the Twitter comments that some people are playing with NFT money that they can't afford to lose. Because they think it's just gonna go up. And that scares the piss out of me. Yeah. Please, if you're listening, please do not do that. I don't know how else to say it. I'm bullish on the overall space. I can see Cool Cats is awesome. Deadheads is awesome. Board Ape Yacht is past awesome. It's gotten into iconic me bits. I love, but but who the fuck actually knows? Wicked Craniums, fucking Bulls. Like there's a lot of yeah. cool shit, but, but I'm telling you, one of the five or six names I just mentioned, all winning projects right now, is going to zero. And maybe four of the six are. Yeah. And like you have to know that. And yeah. by the way, and somebody bought Giannis at 4,700 in December. And even though he won the NBA championship, they're underwater right now. So like you gotta be smart about your bags. You gotta be smart it can about go to your zero. Bags. Play with something that can zero. go to zero when you're doing yeah. high risk. So on that note though, some of the new speculative projects, you know. V friends, deadheads. V friends is ducks. V friends is fucking. I like that. Best part so far today. Yeah. Speculative pride. Fucking V. I didn't know. By the way, I didn't even know I was buying ducks. Somebody just like hit me up on Discord. Like ducks are minting right now. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So what about banks? We, we mentioned banks. What about banks's flip to flip yeah. to flip? Yeah. Duck move. Within 12 hours, all of this Did you went down. It? I minted like 10 ducks. Banks minted 30. Then he's like, I'm talking to the guy. Who uh, who, who ripped the bubblegum oh, duck? He minted the bubblegum duck. One By the way, one. for everybody listening, minting means you kind of bought it before the unveil, right? At the lowest possible cost, you know. Uh, and so these were in eggs. You didn't really know what you were getting. Unlike V Friends, for example, where I launched my project, you knew exactly which character you're buying, right? You know, Kale, uh, uh, Herm desperately wanted the clownfish. He like knew he loves yeah. Nemo. He's got Nemo underwear. He bought the clownfish, right? Yep. 
but with with many projects, you don't know what you're getting. You're minting it. It's like opening a pack. So that's just gonna make sure for the one oh ones to understand yeah. the terminology. Keep going. So ten of the ten thousand were one of one super ducks. Bubblegum was one of these ten really elusive, you know. And so banks. And do you know the designer of ducks, Frankie, was the designer yeah. of V Friends. Yeah. And the reason that one of the spectaculars, yeah. the biggest thing I got pushed on by him, most that project is fully mine. But the only thing that wasn't fully mine, because I pushed diamond, I pushed gold, was lava and bubblegum. And that was Frankie. And he pushed me on the bubblegum. And I almost killed the bubblegum multiple times because I'm like, ah, bubblegum, but I like the sports card thing. And I kept it in the end. And now the bubblegum thing is becoming like a whole NFT thing. Yeah. Describe designer to people because people are going to think that you so didn't draw So I drew it. every yeah. V-Friend. But then we vectored it. And if you go to vfriends.com, you can see me drawing it. So I fully designed it. But... Then they had to be. Then we had to design the 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 epics, the very rares, like the orange color, like actually making it into the digital part, the conversion of it. And so I was the architect, but Frankie was the mason and an architect because we worked together. It was a collaboration, and he really pushed me on bubblegum, and so did Andy Kay. He liked it. Who was the president of V Friends, and and so it's just wild to see the bubblegum thing become huge. Yeah. So then. Totally calls his shot. He's like, I'm talking to the guy who pulled the bubblegum duck. I'm going to trade him. Biggest no-brainer of all time. I'm flipping a punk to get the bubblegum duck. He had a floor punk. It was, yep. um, you know, 20 ETH roughly. So he just sends the, the punk to get the bubblegum duck, posts it up for 50, you know, on the, on the room. Within 12 hours, it's sold. All the one-of-one... You know, super ducks were gone. They were selling for 40, 50 ETH. Banks is just chilling. Goes in, buys like a 30 ETH punk. He's like, I got a free punk today. You know? Yep. This is the kind of flip. These these are the creative flips that I think keep the engagement really Well, that's high, my favorite you know? part. Let's go, let's go to a different place. I'm going to go somewhere for five seconds. What if you have a thousand bucks? And by the way, everybody yeah. who's listening, if you don't have a thousand bucks, that makes a ton of sense to me. Many, many, many people are underwater. They're in debt and they don't have a thousand because they need that thousand to pay rent. And it's it's why I do so much garage sale videos, which is why I'm going there right now. As you probably saw, if you know me at all, I finally came out with another episode of Trash Talk, which is my garage sale show on YouTube, episode six. <laughs> and I found for $270, $6,000 worth of Japanese Magna comic books. I The reason I do so much garage sale stuff and all my real business friends say it makes me look like a jackass, you look like an idiot, they're so lost because they're so corporate and in the boardroom and doucheville USA, golf clubs, fucking ass. Like, But I love them, they're my buddies, but they're like, I'm in the dirt. I, I don't. In that episode, by the way, a kid comes up to me, we have it on film, and he's like, I do this because of you, gave me a hug, Started with him and his wife started with 100 bucks and showed me his screen, we got it on camera, he had $25,000 in his PayPal. The num so I want you to hear this. Uh, this is the formula. This is the 2021 fucking props and drops brought to you by Herm formula for how you get somewhere wild out of your wildest dreams. The fall is coming, tons of garage sales. You go to Google and you type in town-wide garage sale and your state. If you're in Kansas, if you're in New Jersey, you find a town-wide sale. Why? Because you can get to 25 garage sales in two hours instead of like 30 minutes driving in between. So the whole town does it. Mm -hmm. Got it? You get educated. You start buying shit, you flip it on eBay. The, the tedious shit. But it, you can start with 40 bucks in garage sale. And I know there's gas and listing fees and shipping fees. I read all your comments. You factor that all in. 
It's a business, asshole. Anyway, you could start with 100 bucks easily. That is the word I'm using. Easily get to 1,000 in 30, 40 days and then easily buy four minted projects in NFT land and not as easily but a high percentage chance that you catch lightning like a board ape yacht, right? Mm. Or some of these other ones, like cool cats, there's plenty of good ones where you pay 200 bucks and then two months later, it's 3,000. I'm very hot on garage sale to early NFT project that takes you in a six month window from $30 to 5,000. That's a big deal when you have $30 to your name. Yeah. Like, you know, like, listen, we've worked hard, all of us here, and a lot of other people. So, like, I never begrudge anybody who's killing it, and I understand why people forget, but, like, I know that place because I lived it for a long time. I just think a lot of people listening right now can't believe that they can go from 200 bucks to 15,000, and it's not easy, but it's scary weird to me right now because garage sale ARB and NFT new project ARB is real. So, 1,000 bucks, NFTs, what are you guys buying? How do you find out about I'll it? I'll give you mine right now. Go. I'm I'm going with a project that really speaks to you, that you won't be sad that if it doesn't hit, you'd be happy you have them. Um, but you have to do a lot of homework, right? Because like Fame Lady Squad, I really like that project. Uh, but then yesterday on Twitter, like people got paid to promote it and didn't disclose it. So like, like you got like, and you know, like, is that on them and them? Like, like it becomes a whole thing. Like, what, what, like, cool cats, nice project, wicked craniums, bulls. Like, like you can't buy a V friend. You can't buy a Mebit. You can't buy a board ape. You can't buy a crypto punk for a thousand bucks. But every day for the net rest of the summer, somebody's gonna come out with a new project where there's ten thousand because everyone's working on yeah. it. And w- one to seven of them are gonna be fucking big hits where you paid two hundred bucks to mint it point this or 150 bucks based on Ethereum to mint it and then it unveils and you've got a big one. I pushed my friend Miz in Boston, big shout out Miz if you're listening, to buy some deadheads. He pulled a gold skeleton. I think you bought it, Kalish. I'm not even fucking kidding. probably did. I think you bought (laughs) Miz's gold. Did you buy one very quickly at like 13? I bought like eight very quickly. (laughs) This is not a joke. I think there's a 99% chance that Miz... My buddy from, I'm gonna fucking call him right now. Yeah. Like on the spot here and props to drop. But he minted it for fucking 200 bucks and he sold it for, you know, 11, 22,000. It was like 0.08. Yeah. You can win. The thing, yeah. You can win. The so thing anyway, to go, look for, at least ahead. like there may be multiple formulas, but one, at least for me, it's all about good devs. And people who can build and maintain attention from a community for more than like two seconds. So everybody sells out the mint. That's not a thing. Like the idea of selling 10,000 at 0.02 to 0.08 ETH, everyone is selling out. Yes. And after that is like what matters. So can you basically like bet on the devs to take the baton and run with it like you have with V Friends? Like, um, Board Apes Yacht Club, 100%. you know, because you can't you can't enter Board Apes Apes Yacht Club unless you have six or seven ETH now anymore. You just can't get in the door, and it's just not an option if you're starting with a thousand bucks. So That's you're right. gonna have to find a project with a dev team who can take the baton and run with it after the mint. Um, but 
it's a combination of get in early enough where you're minting, you're not buying it on the secondary market because you don't have a lot of money team, to work with. Team, everybody, I'm sorry to interrupt because I want to get very literal on this show. We really want to help people. Rarity tools, rarity.tools. If you go to rarity tools, and I'm looking at it right now on the spot, they're very fast with what they put up. So this is why I went it. it newest collections added, right? So when you click into it, here's something, you know, like I'm looking at it, Reckless Whales. That was a 12-year-old. Yeah. That was a cool one, right? Uh, Singularity Heroes, right? I'm just looking. Uh, Galactic Secret Agency. Um, the Doge Pound. These are things that I haven't yeah. dug into. But if you go to rarity.tools, you click into it, you see the project, then jump into the Discord and spend three hours reading the Discord. That's how you get a sense. Do I like this? You know, do I like the people that are supporting this project? That's a good way to learn of like, because I'm sure everybody's listening right now, probably getting excited. Be like, fuck it, these guys know. Like, I got If you're listening to this show, you got a context on us, or you're part of DraftKings community, and like, you're a gambler and a math person and a culture person, a sports person. You like this shit. It's our DNA. It's our collective DNA. This community. This is going to work for people. Rarity.tool is a good place to go to discover something. Then go into the Discord or Twitter. Search the hashtag NFT. And it's a good place to see what's going on. That's great. Yeah. Good advice, right? That's a great, great advice. It's all about the dev team. It really is. You have to have that long-term commitment, which is one of the things about you know Deadheads, Ducks, Friends, where you have these roadmaps like we're going to create an animated series. Or do more, like run with the IP and expand what it means beyond the NFT. Like when you see that long-term commitment. I'm actually one of the people who, like, I know that this is a controversial one, but I like when there's a secondary market, like a a kind of takeout that goes back to the devs who are reinvesting into their IP. Because some projects... Are you you feeling, like, are you hearing from people they don't like the royalty conversion? Well, nobody loves having Nobody that. having a VIG, right? Like when eBay takes 12%, nobody yeah, loves that. Yeah, but the that. Pro- the problem but is when that's not happening, the incentives of the humans drop. Like all these projects. drop the project yeah, bro, and don't at, give a shit. You'll start another one. Yeah, that's but Like the if problem, I had no yeah. royalty, I would just sell the next thing called Gary's Idea. Like that's yeah. the point. That's how you'll actually, that's when interests are aligned. Let there be no confusion. All of you are at the vulnerability of the people that own the project. And their ability to build Power Rangers or not. And oh, by the way, for every Harry Potter and Hello Kitty and He-Man and Power Rangers and G.I. Joe and Transformers, there are 70 trillion failed toys, cartoons. Like, this is hard. Yeah. This is hard. You're basically like a VC. When you're minting... You're betting on a team. That's you're right. You're betting on the devs and the, and them and their an ability early, to by run the way, with that. Not IP. normal, not a late stage VC, an yeah. angel investment VC. Yeah. You're an angel investor. Yeah. 100%. Let's talk. Let's talk briefly on on betting on a team. Uh, there was an announcement this week, Matt, that came out about DraftKings launching a marketplace and a partnership with Autograph. You want to touch on it for a second? Yeah, DraftKings angle is very different than you know maybe like some of the projects that we've seen come out. It's basically like very simple. There's millions of users already on DraftKings who are highly engaged, and that creates a great climate to create a marketplace and an exchange to buy, sell, and trade NFTs. And by creating like a really curated experience, we can bring this sort of you know NFTs into the DraftKings platform, which are you know most appropriate for our audience. But you know DraftKings is like this sort of customer base who are always on the cutting edge of anything, you know, like what's going on crypto NFTs trading uh, sports cards, Um, you know, people from the early days, it's crazy how this has happened, but like the early days of fantasy when we were just launching DFS, it didn't even exist, had like 
10, 20,000 people who had ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's like the same people that were on DraftKings are the same people that, you know, were jumping into crypto in 2016, 2015 and running it up. Same people who were, you know, jumping into NBA top shots or, you know, whatever the early projects uh, were in. It's the same DNA. Yeah, you know, it's the same DNA. 100%. It's that um, – that sort of person is who the DraftKings customer is. And so by creating, you know, this marketplace, we hope it just becomes a really, like, vibrant ecosystem where, you know, lots of eyeballs on projects that matter, lots of kind of ability to buy, sell, trade, put eyeballs on stuff that you own that you want to want to kind of try to monetize or flip. So excited to see that project come to life later in the summer. I'm excited, too. Um but is Tom Brady going to be the first one? That's, what, that's, what, that's my problem. He's a great dude. I'm excited for you two to hang. Yeah. There, what? Let's, have, let's go ahead. <laughs> well, let's not get into Actually, I'm going to cut you off. Let's not get into that. Um, all right. I have some, we have some, uh, some questions from listeners via Twitter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Let's Ready? do it. Um, right. We're doing that. So, like, guys, so what are they? Like, that should be, like, a part of this show. Like, constantly hashtag props and drops with a question mark. Our teams will find it. Hashtag props and drops. Like, ask questions. We will incorporate you into the show. Go ahead. All right. From Stretch41, what's your most obscure trading card? Mine is probably, I'll give you two answers. One is my favorite obscure set, which was Icy Bear Slushy Company. Okay. Icy. <laughs> 1972 oversized basketball cards. They didn't have the rights, so like, like, None of the players have their jerseys on. It's just like their big face or like the the blurred out logo. But I love the 72 Icy Bear basketball set. And then back to basketball again, there's a Cons Wieners. 1960 Jerry West that I have. Cons Wieners. Wiener dogs. Like a hot dog insert I got card. it. I put that together. Cons Wieners. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you'll Matt, have to look Matt. this up to yeah. see how lit it is because it's hard to fully describe. But... I have, and it was only like a hundred bucks. This is not a high, yeah. high, high value card. Mine it's like a either. 1948 Leaf football card where they used to put the like players' nicknames in parentheses. And I found this one dude, <laughs> Harry Hurrian, Hurrian, like H-U-R-R-Y-I-N apostrophe Gilmer. And he's doing like a Superman dive with the football into the end zone, uh, like old school helmet and everything. And it was it's like a, great a graded, graded slab from, it was like a PSA 3 or something. Um, and I just saw this on eBay, and I scooped it. I had no interest, really, in the collection. It's a great set, that. Sam Ball. Yeah. I'm excited to see the team find those and put yeah. those next to these I'm clips. ready to go hard on that. All right, set. next one. Alex Gomez, what's the number one thing you look for when buying an NFT project for long-term ROI? There we go, Alex. For me, it, for long-term ROI, that it already happened, and I'm willing to pay a premium to wait. If I'm really answering that question, I'm not guessing with punks. So you're you're invested yeah. in a punk. I'm, I'm very up. invested, but I I waited. I, oh, not if waited. you're Alex. I, if you're Alex, well, there's two ways to play it. If you have money to play with, you can do what I'm doing. You can wait for the pre. Like I feel like I can go. Like Board Ape is still young, but it's starting to get to the place where it's so big that you can go in at 10 ETH and feel more comfortable than spending 10 ETH on 20 projects trying to mint and get lucky. Yeah. So like, what do I look for for long term? It's cross the chasm. To me, the only project that's crossed the chasm is CryptoBunks. Like I just don't see, I can't in my brain, I can see everyone, including mine, 
not be there in 15 years and I can't see punks because it just won too much as the thing that inspired it all. Even though Curio Cards, which I love and I've bought a ton of, is the first NFT project. This was the first one that was the one and now Jay-Z and his avatar. Like that's the only one, like if they, you know how it's like if everything dies, what's left? Cockroaches, to me it's punks. That's why I went into it. So what, what do I look for? Later, it's why Jordan rookies, yeah. LeBron rookies, I don't think, Trey Young, who knows? LeBron signed, sealed, delivered. All right, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. I think you betting sounded, on. You sound annoyed there. No, I like trying it. to wrap up here. Or like what you know, like my answer. What the fuck no, just I'm, happened? I'm diving into Did rarity tools. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, one thing on punks too. Not everybody has a bag of ETH. It's fucking to buy forty thousand dollars to get one now. What is emerging? Yeah, it's a twenty ETH floor. What's emerging though is fractional sites, and I think that there are ways to get exposure to punks through, you know, I think Rally Road is doing one. Yeah, it's, it's more and more. To remind everybody, they're like coming. fractional, like, you mean like Tesla? What do you think? You're gonna roll up and buy yeah. fucking Tesla, the company, you fucking asshole, but you own 20 shares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a different vibe. It does feel good to own 100% of something. But if you want exposure to the category of punks, because you know it's just going to grow, you know, X, I you wish feel the really Mona confident. Lisa would sell for some fra- I'd buy buy 1% sure. yeah. of a punk. I mean, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, the only way to do it is not buying the entire punk. All right. Um, one well, One point on the, yeah, long-term ROI, just double down. You have to be... Have conviction that the dev team is competent, that they're going to, you know, take their responsibility to drive their project forward seriously. It's a big part of their life. It's not a cash grab. It's the toughest thing to find is a reliable team, and that's true in any kind of investment. It's why I'm very mad at Herb. (sighs) Yeah. You know where I'm going. I know. You didn't believe in me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to the National next week to buy LeBron, rookie, with you. Yeah. Okay. I really don't understand what I have to do there. Just bring cash? Yeah, cash. And just. And spend it. Okay, got it. Um, last one, Dolvin. Great name. I think it's one. I think it's one name. Great name. What is Gary's response going to be to Matt squashing him? Squashing him <laughs> in deadheads. Oh, in deadheads. Um, it hurts. You know, what can I say? I mean, I squashing mean, is what? Well, first of all, his bag is way better. Oh, that's not why? Only, not only in volume, uh, but you also have a premium collection. Yeah, the qu- I have the best dead. <laughs> yeah, like you really need deadheads to click because you will crush the shit. How many gold skeletons do you have? I have like six. So the one I have that it's the best deadhead. It's gold skeleton. You can tell that they even if they say it's kind of like RNG generated like attributes. This one they did by hand. I, I really think it's like insane. Eighty-eight forty-four serial number. Um, check it out. It's the dopest deadhead. Yeah, I'm not in the game. I have 39 Whenever, deadheads, yeah, which I'm proud of. Yeah, he's looking it up right now. Yeah, he gets really, at my he rainbow. Gets, he gets kind Do you have of, a rainbow wallet? A rainbow wallet? Do you know about this? So. This is no. unbelievable. Oh. What's that at, versus MetaMask? Uh, it's a di- similar but different. Like, it's not... Better icon? I just like... The, visually, it's amazing. Look at this. Look what's going oh, on I here. Oh, I see what I see. How awesome is that? I can like look at my like isn't that cool? Yeah, MetaMask could do that too, no? All right, we're doing that. Not I like use this. OpenSea for this, so I think yeah, probably jumping into Rainbow is a good idea. Huh, yeah, little education Let's clean for everybody. Out. So this is an option that you that it's not MetaMask or you use both. How does that work? It's it's an it's a wallet 
Yeah. Uh, but what's cool about this, yeah, use both because Rainbow is not, I mean, I assume they're all good. I assume that MetaMask is going to make it look pretty on your cell phone like this is eventually. And I'm sure that Rainbow will be active and you can buy, like, there's going to be lots of, it's going to be like search engines and social networks. Everyone's racing. Everyone wants to be a marketplace. Everyone wants to be a wallet. But Rainbow is a incredibly solid product. You have any punks comics? Negative. These are cool. Yeah. You, you know Beanie? You've seen that name? I do. Yeah. Um, the infamous. So that's one we should buy. Do you have, do you guys have people buying punks for you? Never. Or tell them no, or not punks. People buying like, hey, you should need to buy this. Then you go buy five. Definitely not. I buy. You do I all mean, of your research stuff. I do my own fucking yeah, decisions. Both of, you, both of you do it. Yeah. I do yeah. like you saying deadheads and Matt kind of. You got to keep your ear to the ground. Though. Like sometimes things are minting that you've never even heard of, and you miss the mint and stuff. So it's like sometimes people the put things on the radar. Crazy. This is crazy. What do you mean? I, I spent time on Larva Labs just looking at somebody that had a thousand, a thousand punks and sold them for a total of like three hundred grand. And how tough that person's like they were mental free. state is right now, brother. They were free. I know. But they had a tough time giving that, them away. I know they had like a thousand of them. I think Kevin not. Rose, my homie, who's like amazing and is in this space and one of the great like really the icons of web 2.0 he had them he was giving them free and this winter when he got on a couple months before me you know he's the one that really kind of like probably was my tipping point you know uh like couldn't remember his past like got him that four years ago oh, it's there. and he got him there. he figured oh, it out him. had him he was pumped yeah that's a dark place i bought a purple hat. i bought another purple hat yesterday purple hats are like my fucking jam yeah. Things are ripping. Lots of categories. Hoodies have totally gone through the roof. Oh, Gold chains through the roof. Yeah, purple hats are a newer thing. That's things my kind of thing. Like, yeah, like hoodies and, and fucking oh, pipes, top hats. hats. Yeah, top hats. You have a punk? Her? No. I'm looking for the perfect redhead. I don't, is, oh, there is. What yeah, there is. Yes, of course, definitely. of course. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the orange side. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. You yeah. really need to get one soon. I'm really looking for a perfect redhead. It's kind of tough. I, how, do you, how is that conversation like at home? Grand. Hey, honey, I you know I bought it for eighty thousand dollars. I bought this. <laughs> Tiffany's completely cool. Full trust. Huge. Yeah, that makes sense. You're a winner. Yeah. Wow, that was full everybody. That was a, what? What? Which is that was a edit very that big edit moment. That out. Whoa! Edit that out. Whoa! Fuck! Damn it! All right, I went that, out of character. On that, we're winding it. down. All right. Um, All right. Good next show. week's the national. Next week's the national. Check out the pool. Oh, Get yeah, involved when, in social. When's the pool? So everybody, I'm gonna go. You know. I'll post the pool again in VFriends Discord and on Twitter. So Kayla, I'll share it. Like, and then we're gonna try to like we're gonna keep we're only three episodes in. We're gonna keep building a home and a place for all you guys. We've got a lot in store for this show. It's just fucking fun and educational. Yep. Clearly Thank you very much. Fun. No investment advice. <laughs> None Bye. of this is investment advice. See ya. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. See ya.